Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we're bringing you the fourth episode of our Recruit Reflection Series. And we're excited to be joined by Charlotte Raymond, a level 10 gymnast from Canada who is committed to Brockport. She'll be joining the team next season since she's a class of 2024. And she joins us this week on the show to chat about how she became interested in college gymnastics how she got herself on coaches' radars, feeling the pressure to go D1, and ultimately why she chose Brockport as her future home. So please welcome to the show, Charlotte Raymond. To start, when did you know that you wanted to do college gymnastics? Was that always the goal for you, or when did you kind of make that decision? Well, I feel like deep down, I always, like, I kind of knew what I, I kind of knew I wanted to do it. But I think it was during COVID when we were like gyms were shut down. Like I missed it so much that like I was like, I don't think I can like quit in four years. I knew I wanted to like go off and go to college. And so you trained at Global Gymnastics in Canada, right? Yeah. So has anyone from your gym that you're aware of done college gymnastics? So Maya Fernando, she went to Iona State University. Um, but that was about five years ago, so it was quite a while ago. And we just had a girl commit to an acro tumbling last year. Okay. Yeah, so at our gym, like it's pretty small, and in Canada, like we don't have that many people go to like NCAA, so it's pretty big deal, no matter what division, like whatever, what like to go off. Yeah. So especially our gym's a smaller gym, like it's a it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So how did you go about getting yourself on coaches' radars? And when did you start that process? So I started that process probably like sophomore year of high school. I started, me and my mom sat down and we started to email schools. We emailed a lot, like making sure at least like once a month to send updates. Like I videotaped a lot of skills. I post on Instagram. I think like getting in their inbox and like making sure like they keep on seeing your name. So also like liking their Instagram posts, even commenting like congratulations on this meet. I think that was like really important to stay in their inbox. It's kind of how I got on their radar because I was like, this is what I did this week. I got this skill and this skill or next year I'm planning on competing this and this. So yeah. When you're posting on Instagram, do you directly tag any schools or coaches? I know some athletes do that, but not all of them. I never did that, but I would just send like links to my Instagram and YouTube, like, so they would just like watch it from there. Okay. So now you mentioned you don't see a whole lot of gymnasts from Canada. We see some gymnasts from Canada go on to do college gymnastics, but not a whole lot. In your experience, did you have a lot of coaches or any coaches that would come to the gym to watch you practice? Or were you going to the U.S. to do camps, anything like that? So no coaches came down to watch me. I honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing until I talked to coaches in the state saying like, sorry, we couldn't come down, but like, it's like a long drive, which of course mm-hmm. I did go to quite a few university camps starting my sophomore year. I started really late because again, like it's not like we're not educated on like NCAA in Canada. So I never really knew. I didn't really have anyone to ask like what to do. Like, how do I go approach? How do I start? So I started pretty late. Like my first camp was my sophomore year, like in the summer. And people were like, was your first camp? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Did you have any, well, I guess, first of all, do you have any teammates currently that are like around the same level as you? Or are you pretty much the only one at your level? 
We have two other girls who are going level 10, but... Are they recruiting age or no? So, yeah, the one girl is a year younger than me. She is trying to go to the NCAA. So she'll be, she's starting to do like recruiting and all that stuff. The other girl, she doesn't want to go to the NCAA, so... Hopefully now that you've been through the process, you'll be able to help your teammate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like give her some tips and be like, do this, this. And yeah. So June 15th is the day that coaches are allowed to officially reach out and have contact with athletes. Did you have any coaches reaching out to you on that day or did you kind of have to continue to market yourself going forward? Yeah. So I got actually a few emails back from coaches, which shocked me because I did not expect any emails back like I remember me my mom were like oh my god like this person emailed back we were so excited I jumped on a call that day too but we also like we still had to like market myself and like I still had to keep emailing updating they kind of emailed back just being like so nice to hear from you keep on sending updates like we love to like talk to you and that stuff but we I definitely still emailed a lot of other schools and like I put in my emails too, like I'm free this time. I would love to jump on a call. So I was able to like show that I'm very interested and it kind of like we would make a call and just, yeah. Yeah. As far as the schools you were looking at, were you considering like D1 and D2 at all? Or were you pretty much just looking at D3 schools? No, for sure. I was definitely considering D1. And at first I was like, oh, I want to go D1. Like it's so cool. I considered all divisions. But like I had like it had to be close to home. I like I was very like kind of picky, I guess, on the schools. I couldn't go like 20 hours away or like 15 hours away. It had to be in like a time range. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess on that note, I was going to ask you what was some of your criteria? You just mentioned distance from home. Anything else that was important to you in this process? And then if you're willing to share what schools you were particularly interested in, otherwise, I guess, just what was your criteria that you were looking for? close to home was like a huge one. I also, I really wanted a gym that I know I could improve in. So like having pits and like a lot of equipment, like I really wanted that because I know I'm not done improving. Like I feel, I still have lots of room to improve on skills, get new skills. Like, and I, at first I didn't know that gyms didn't have pits. Like I thought all NCAA gyms had pits and like but I when I learned even D1 gyms, they don't, they don't have pits. Yeah. Rockport, like it's a really nice gym, has pits on like pretty much all events. So that was like really important to me. Also, like just having that like family aspect, like having a close team and a close coach was really important to me. I didn't like, I wanted to feel like I belonged, I felt comfortable like with that team. And I knew that. Yeah. At any point during the process, did you have schools that like maybe you weren't originally considering? Did you have anyone reach out to you that wasn't like maybe originally on your list? Yeah, for sure. I had some schools reach out to me, which surprised me. And it was really nice to hear from. Um, However, most of them were too far. And that's why I didn't reach out beforehand. Um, But yeah, I had quite a few schools. I was like, oh, this is cool. So did you take any official visits? We were looking at your Instagram and we saw that you were at Central Michigan University, Illinois State, New Hampshire, and maybe a couple other schools in there as well. Were those official visits? Were you just like there for a camp? Yeah, it was hard to tell what was a camp and what was like an actual visit that you were on. So we were hoping you could like clarify that. 
So I went on, I think for, I went on unofficial visits. So I went to West, Westchester University, which I never posted because at that point I didn't know people were posting. So I went pretty early and I like, You're oh, the way to the game. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't realize people were posting their unofficial visits. So I didn't post that one. And then I went to Illinois State and that same, like kind of like really close to each other. I went to Central Michigan and then New Hampshire for all unofficial visits. And I went to, yeah, a whole bunch of like just university camps throughout my like recruitment. Yeah. So when it comes to those visits, do they all kind of look the same? What kind of things do you do on an unofficial visit? For me personally, like they were all kind of different and like unique to their own. But I'd say like the most things in common would be like you would have a campus tour and then we would watch like they train like we see you'd like look at their locker room where they compete. And at the end, I would always have like kind of like a meeting with the coach and just like discussing like for next steps and like what to do. <laughs> so on any of your visits, did you get to do like the Leo photo shoots? We see that a lot with like some of the big D1 schools, but did you get to do that in any of your visits? I will only one I did was at Brockport. I did do the photo shoot because for my unofficial visits, they're only one day. It was pretty like quick and like compact. <laughs> like it had like a set schedule. <laughs> right. Cramming in as much as you can in one day. <laughs> yeah. So now after these visits, what is contact like with these coaches? Are you following up with them? Are they messaging you? How frequent is that contact? So I would like, like the day after, or even like a few hours after I would send a follow-up email, just thanking them for the opportunity and experience. And then that's why I would start posting. So I want them to know like how grateful I was for the opportunity, but I definitely think they would follow up to just kind of like going over what we talked about on our like meeting, like saying, let me know like on, you're going to be like your future teens or like what skills you're going to get. And then they probably you'd have like a call, like every couple months, we probably have a call or just to like catch up on like what I'm doing and how I am doing at gym. Mm -hmm. But I think we would definitely email at like once a month at least. And so you said in your announcement post, you said Brockport was your number one choice. So why Brockport? What stood out with that school the most? This is like a big question because there's just so many reasons why like Brockport was the one for me. But so first of all, like when my, like when I started my recruitment, my mom and I, we sat down and we made like a whole spreadsheet of schools and it'd be like distance, like um, tuition, division, all that. And I remember when I saw Rockport, I was like, okay, this is like a close school. It's nice. I looked at their gym and I was like, this is a really nice gym compared to others. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is like a good contender. So it was always like top, like one, two, three. And then when I went to camp, I just had such a great bond with Renee and like the other athletes. And even I, when I was training with other athletes who are a year older than me, who now committed to Brockport, like I was like really close with them. So like the freshmen this year, like I know a whole bunch of them and like, I, it's just nice knowing I had that like family feel. Yeah. And I have this like story. So um, that like I this is when I kind of knew I had that feeling I came back from an unofficial 
And I was like, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. Like I, I knew like, it was really nice. Coaches were nice. I just wasn't, I just didn't have that right feeling. And I remember when I walked into Brockport and I like, we, I just texted Renee, Hey Renee, can I stop by? And she's like, yes, of course. Like we're just in practice. And like, I just had that feeling. And I remember people would tell me when you know, it's your school, like, you'll know. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I knew like that was going to be the school for me. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing and so now Brockport that's a division three school that means they don't offer scholarships going through this process was that something that ever like stressed you out or worried you like trying to get a school that would offer you a scholarship or was that not a factor for you it wasn't really a factor for me necessarily like I have a high enough GPA that I knew I would be able to get like academic scholarships and I've just I heard it's like can be kind of stressful having a scholarship because they can get taken away. Like I just, I never like needed, like I never like, I need a scholarship. No, that was never really on my mind necessarily. And then through the whole process, do you feel like there were moments where did you feel discouraged or overwhelmed by the process or did you really enjoy the process? Um, for sure. I did. There was moments where it was stressful. Like I would get emails and being like tons of emails that like sometimes I would get coaches like email me at the same time so it was like well like this is a lot at once and I'm like who do I answer first why do I do this yeah and also like sometimes like I would not know what to answer back with because it would be like sometimes I didn't have all the time like videos to show and I'm like oh it's been a month I should probably get videos and I'm like oh it's a little stressful because I don't know what to video and sometimes like I didn't know if I should repeat skills, which I know now you should keep on. Like, even if it's the same skill, they want to see that you're consistent with the skill. Mm-hmm. And all. But I didn't really know at that point what to email back. So sometimes it'd be like, kind of a short, lame email. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was definitely overwhelming at some point. And even like kind of narrowing down schools. Like when I kind of, I was like, my mom was like, Hey, like, which kind of schools are you feeling? It was, it's hard to say, like, there was like a lot of pros and cons to school. So yeah. Yeah. Did you ever make like a pros and cons list? I know some people like to do that. Me and my mom would sit down and be like, Hey, this distance, well, it's not very good, but nice coaches. So it was like, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like lots of lists and charts and <laughs> Sometimes it helps to have it like laid out in front of you and you can actually see like, okay, this one has like 20 pros and like hardly any cons and vice versa. So sometimes it helps to actually see it laid out in front of you. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Now, looking back, do you feel like there was anybody that was really helpful for you in this process, kind of like able to guide you through that, whether that was parents, coaches, um, other athletes, um, anybody that you could kind of pinpoint that really helped you during that process? biggest help was my mom she helped me so much through this process like she helped me like stay on top of emails and like making sure like I am being true to myself and like no okay this is like like she knew she's like I knew from the beginning you're gonna choose Brockport like she knew and she like let me go to these unofficial visits make sure like I don't have any regrets like once I go to university like I went I did everything I could to like pinpoint to the school I wanted yeah yeah, my mom was definitely the biggest help they (laughs) always say mom knows best mom definitely knows best (laughs) (laughs) so 
now that you've been through the process, looking back at it, what is something that you either wish you knew before you went into this or, you know, a tip or a piece of advice that you could give future recruits? So for me, especially because I'm going D3, like don't focus on the division. Mm. Like you have to like find a school that hits your criteria. Even if it's not division one, but like division three, like Rockport has a nice gym. It's close. Like there are so many as like benefits to division three than there is to division one. Like you have to be true to yourself and like go to a school that makes you happy, especially because I, at first I was like, I don't know if I want to go to D3 because it's like, you know, it's D3 and D1. Like, of course you like the goal is to go D1, but it isn't at the same time because it's the same thing. I'm still going to be competing for an amazing team and I'm going to be close to home. It's a great gym. Like another thing is not all D1s have an amazing gym. Like that's a big thing for me. I was shocked when I went to some camps because I was expecting this like so you look on Instagram and see like these top gyms and you're like whoa like this is crazy yeah but no, it's not it's not always like that and yeah yeah I think the assumption from the general public is that d1 schools are just like superior in every way but that is not true like you said like I'm right now in my head thinking of different d1 gems that we've either been to or we've seen online and it's like it's not always what you think it is, you know, and then you also have to factor in like team culture, academics, how close it is to home. There's so, so many factors. And so I appreciate you saying that because I think some athletes probably just think if I can't go D1, then like, never mind. Like, I'm just going to quit. Like, I'm not going to do college gymnastics, but D3 is a great option. And you are going to have hopefully a fulfilling, amazing career at Brockport. I just, yeah, I cannot express that enough. Like, don't focus on division. That's great advice. Yeah. And I think nowadays with social media, especially with people posting like photos and all their stuff from their visits, we really see a lot of the division one stuff. Everyone has their home. There's different things out there for different people. And I'm glad that you found a place that you think is going to be a really good fit for you. So I'm really excited for you. I just, I felt so much pressure to like want D1 when I just deep down, I knew I wanted to go to Brockport. Like it's just one number. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> and even like, I'm paying less at Brockport with like all the academic scholarships than I would be at some D1s. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, you're still doing college gymnastics. You're still getting a college degree. Like what really is the difference? You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Stay open during the process. Don't automatically rule out D2 or D3 schools. Sure. For sure. So we wanted to ask you some fun get to know you questions that way our listeners can kind of know a little bit more about you personally outside of gymnastics. So, well, the first question, it does involve gymnastics, but beyond that. So the first question is, how did you get started in gymnastics? I was a very hyper kid when I was younger. So my mom was like, all right, we're putting this kid into gymnastics. And I would like, in my basement, we'd have mats and I would just practice and practice and practice like my mom would teach me like front walkovers and back walkovers and I would just be down there and I would like watch YouTube videos on how to learn a press the handstand like I was just a very hyper kid and so I think when I was four I started pre-comp but I was like I would always like or we would take these little videos of me and my grass and like just practicing round back handspring come back Round back handspring, come back like for hours and hours. <laughs> I feel like that's a typical story we hear. It's like hyper kid, put him in gymnastics. Yeah. 
I just stuck with it throughout, you know, I never stopped. <laughs> Here you are. <laughs> so what about your biggest inspiration in the sport? When you were a little kid, who did you want to be just like when you grew up? So for me, it would be Ellie Black because she's a Canadian gymnast. And I remember when I would see her at competitions and I was like, Ellie Black's here. That'd be so exciting. I would take pictures. I remember one competition, I went to Calgary and she signed my suit and I I can never wash this again. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ellie Black was my biggest inspiration for gymnastics. Good answer. Yeah, hard not to look up to her. She's iconic. Amazing. Such a sweet person too. What about your interest outside of the gym? So I don't have that much time outside of the gym because like I also coach um little kids at okay. gymnastics. So but I also like my family and I we foster dogs. So having like I love doing like volunteer work, it's really nice and I love dogs and puppies. So having five puppies run around the house. It's great. (laughs) One time we had actually 10 puppies at our house, plus the mom and our two dogs. That sounds like heaven to me, honestly. (laughs) That sounds great. Great. And we're like, so sometimes when we get like big litters of puppies, because like sometimes like the animal shelters will just find them outside. Um, We'll have puppy parties with our gym. So all the gym people come over (laughs) and like, hold the puppy. (laughs) I yeah. love that. That is amazing. Wait, so how many do you have some right now at your house? Um, we just like seven of them just left. They just okay. left. So it's just our two dogs right now. Okay. But. What kind of dogs do you have? So my one dog is from Egypt and he's kind of like he looks like a dash and hound and a corgi mixed. Okay. My other dog is like Border Collie Jack Russell mix. Cute. What are their names? Better in flash. <laughs> Love it. Cute. Okay. What about three words to describe you? I would say determined, positive, and responsible. Like, I'm a very, like, like at gym, like I need, like I'll get myself done. Like it's going to happen. Even if it's like a bad day, like I'm going to stay on that event for an extra hour. I don't care. Yeah. But I- super like I'm like that positive person like at the gym smiling ear to ear like you can do (laughs) um throughout the training (laughs) yeah it's a great quality and it'll translate well into college (laughs) (laughs) what about the biggest item on your bucket list if you have a bucket list it's kind of random but like my biggest bucket list item is to see an elephant I just (laughs) I really want to see an elephant (laughs) No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, honestly, I've always wanted to see an elephant too, but I hate traveling and I feel like I'm not going to see one. Well, I guess some zoos have. Yeah, you could go. Yeah, but it's not the same. I want to see an elephant in the wild (laughs) or a giraffe in the wild. My mom and I always send videos of like baby elephants. They're so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Now we just, I really want to see an elephant. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great one. Honestly, that's the first time we've heard that. We we usually ask this question to most gymnasts that we talk to, and it's usually involving like traveling or like something with gymnastics. But you're like, I want to see an elephant, and we love that. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to add, either about yourself that we didn't ask you, um, anything about your gymnastics journey, your recruiting journey, anything you can think of? Um, honestly, just like 
for like the people going through recruitment, just stay positive. Like you're going to find your home. Like it's okay. Like don't, I just say like, don't stress about it. Like enjoy this time. Enjoy going to camps, going to like unofficial or official visits, like enjoy it. We want to say thank you so much to Charlotte for taking the time to come on our show and chat with us. We had such a good time talking to you and really appreciate the perspective that you were able to bring, not only as a Canadian, but as somebody who was pursuing Division Three. That's a really unique perspective, and we are super grateful for you taking the time to share your journey with all of our listeners. So thank you, and best of luck next season. Now moving on to the question of the week. We actually got a bunch of questions for some reason. Like normally we get like one or two. They like trinkle in slowly. They trinkle in slowly. But for some reason, y'all submitted like a bunch of questions all at once. So we're like, oh, okay. So now our inbox is like full again. So we actually picked two questions for the question of the week. And mostly because one of them, one of them was about recruiting. So we thought it was relevant to put that in here. But then the other one I feel like is relevant to just the time. And I feel like if we don't talk about it now, it's just going to become too late and it's going to become irrelevant. (laughs) Yeah. We want to be able to help this person. So we included it here. So the first question, Ashley will read. Somebody asked, what's up with Lee Bowie? Is she graduating high school early? I saw her in gymnast stories in the class of 2025 visiting Georgia. Is she class of 25 or 26? So from my understanding, and I didn't realize this either until she showed up at Georgia, but she does appear to be graduating high school early. So she originally was a class of 2026, but because she's going on visits and also her bio on Instagram says class of 2025, that must mean that she's graduating early. Really, if you see any gymnasts going on visits right now, they're either class of 2024 or they're class of 2025 because 26s can't take visits yet. It's not allowed. So that's always a good indicator. If someone is maybe graduating early, they have to be class of 24 or 25 to be on a visit right now. So, And her bio does say 25, so that indicates to me that she is planning on graduating early. However, we haven't seen her in any other photos aside from Georgia, so I don't know if... She's been on any other visits. Maybe Georgia's like her dream school or something. I don't know. She doesn't post a lot. I think she literally has one post on her Instagram. So. And she has like one photo that she was tagged in. Like she's yeah. very off she's social a little, media. a little secretive. <laughs> but we like that. So yeah, I guess we'll keep our eyes on that and see how that develops and see what happens there. But really yes. excited to see where she ends up. Yep. Class of 2025, she is able to take a scholarship and join a college team next season. So that's awesome. Next question is about fantasy gymnastics which we've been talking about quite a bit on the show someone asked can you guys please tell me how to play fantasy gym thank you so much so back in the day like several years ago there used to be a fantasy gymnastics website and everybody would submit a draft this was Hundred, back, hundreds of people this was back when we people. would only do like one list and you would you basically only could, you could only do one list back then unless you had like multiple accounts so you'd have to have like a different email address and log into every account to draft a oh that's team. right you could only do one mm-hmm. right So we would do one and we would submit like this big draft. It would be randomly assigned and... Yeah, you'd have to like input a list of like 200 gymnasts. I mean, you could do less, but it's advised to do at least 200 just to make sure you get people that you want instead of just random people. And that website was really cool because you were basically competing against 
everybody who was playing. So thousands of people. Like you were put inside of smaller leagues. So you were competing against like 20 other people. But there was also an overall leaderboard where every single person who was playing, you know, if you were one of the top, I don't even remember what the number was, but one of the top people, you would show up in the overall leaderboard. So you were competing against the people in your league, but also every single person that was playing. And I want to say, if I'm remembering correctly, the very first year of Fantasy Gymnastics, I think it was the year 2013. And I'm pretty positive you and I finished second overall. So we obviously won our conference, I guess that's technically what it was called. It was called your conference. But then we also finished second overall. So it's kind of actually like real gymnastics. Like think about like the Big Ten and the SEC and the Big 12. Like obviously there was more than however many conferences there actually are for gymnastics just because there were so many people playing the game. But you had your own conference of like, you said like what, 20 people you think? I think it was 20, yeah. And then overall rankings, which is like, think about it like where you placed at the NCAA championships or something. <laughs> and we were second. So, and we have not done no that, big that deal. good sense. We've, it's only been downhill since. Yeah, we tanked after that. That was like our five minutes of fame. But anyway, we definitely peaked in 2013. We definitely did. Yeah. But that site doesn't exist anymore, Mm-mm. unfortunately. But there has been in the last couple of years, like the last three years, I would say, since COVID, different means of playing fantasy gymnastics. So I think the number one way to get involved in any kind of fantasy gymnastics is honestly just being on social media. Because you'll see whether it's on Facebook or on Twitter, you'll see... X- yeah, sorry, still not used to that. You'll see people talking about fantasy gymnastics and kind of forming their own leagues. And sometimes people will play just out of like a spreadsheet on like Excel or whatever. But majority of people, I think, play the way that we play, which is what we'll explain here. So step number one is getting into a group. Um, if you follow us on X, well, we should we should clarify, not the podcast. Well, you should follow the podcast if you're not. But our... I don't even know what you call it. Like alter ego, our alter our child ego. self. We have this account. It used to be a blog back in the day, Triple Twist. I don't know. How we literally long. created it when we were teenagers. Yeah, I don't know how long you followed us, but we don't really use the account too much anymore, except for like during college gymnastics season, it comes to life, and we play fantasy gymnastics. And so I'm always tweeting on there, like I'm starting a league. Who wants to play? And we usually accept about. 10 people, sometimes a little bit more. But on Twitter, you'll see it all the time. If you follow the gymnastics accounts, usually the person has like a a gymnast as their profile picture. You can tell that they're involved in the gym tonight. And if they aren't creating a league, they're probably participating in one. It's pretty easy, I think, to find people that are hosting leagues. They, they happen all the time, especially during this time of year. Discord is another place that you can check. Mm-hmm. We can link that below. It's always in the show notes. The Discord is always in the show notes. Yeah. But so yeah. You just got to be on the lookout for people that are looking for people who want to join their private league. Yes. That's step one. You reply to the tweet usually and say like, oh, I want to do this. Some people will draft at specific times. And some people will do like a slow draft where you're kind of just doing it through Twitter or X DMs over a longer period of time. But basically, once you get added to a group, you're officially in your fantasy league. And from there, I think it depends on what the rules are for that league. Some people have specific themes that they like to do, like... Right now we're doing one that's like an alphabet league and you can only draft from each letter of the alphabet once. So if you pick Haley Bryant, you can't draft any more H's or you pick Faith Torres, you can't draft any more F's. People do fun themes like that. Or I feel like majority of the leagues, it's kind of just like whatever you want to do. You can pick your own strategy and whoever is kind of in charge of that league. 
they'll assign a draft order. It's usually randomized and you just snake through that. So starting at the top, if you are the fifth person, they're going to start at the top. You're going to have four people before you. Then it'll be your turn to pick whoever's left over at that point, which if you're fifth, you're going to have a great pick. And then it's going to go past you. And then the person at the very bottom is going to have two picks and then it's going to snake its way back up to you. So again, if you're, if there's 10 people in the league and you're fifth, you're right smack in the middle and you're going to have another pick kind of middle of the pack and then it'll go back up and snake back down and so forth and I think the strategy with it is just to pretend like you're a head coach and you're recruiting gymnast for your own team yeah you want to try and fill spots that you need based off who you're drafting already so like if I'm drafting a bunch of people that are really strong on vault and floor which I feel like tends to happen a lot in fantasy gymnastics I don't know why maybe it's just because there's so many gymnasts that are strong on those events but at some point, you kind of look at who you have and you're like, okay, I kind of need a bar worker. Like, I kind of need like an Audrey Davis from Oklahoma. Right, right. So then the, you would make her hopefully your next pick. And then you sit there in anticipation and you wait as people type in the chat box who they're drafting next. <laughs> and you just pray that no one takes Audrey Davis. And if they do, sometimes the person right before you will take her. And you're like, dang it, now I got to find somebody else. <laughs> And that's just kind of the name of the game. Yeah. So you have to know the rosters, I would say, for the top teams. That's helpful. Looking at road to nationals is really helpful to see how people did, you know, last season or the season before. Um, And there's also different tools to help with drafting. I think College Gym News usually has some draft lists. I don't know if they've done it this year, honestly. They didn't last I looked. Okay, that's what I had heard. So, But but we have some for our Gold Level Patreon supporters. We also have that document that we've been mentioning a lot lately where – it's all the top 20 teams and then a couple other additional teams like Clemson and Auburn and some individuals, key individuals from not top 20 teams. Um, and just kind of tracking like when we last saw them on an event from like a training update, if they're doing any upgrades, um, their averages from last season, their career high, things like that that are probably kind of helpful to know when deciding who you want to draft next. And for a lot of the top teams, like the top 10 teams, I believe we did lineups for so Mm -hmm. we did like our own depth chart and you can see in our opinion who we think is going to be in the lineup or how likely someone is to be in the lineup which also is part of the strategy of drafting you know an example of that would be someone like Soraya Hawthorne she transferred to Oklahoma for her fifth year incredibly talented gymnast she does a one and a half on vault she's known for her floor huge double layout but you have to consider the fact that now she's on Oklahoma's team and when you actually lay out who's on Oklahoma's team and they're consistency and their scoring potential and all of that you know you would think like oh Soraya Hawthorne she's definitely going to be in the floor lineup and she's definitely you know in strong contention for the vault lineup and she is in my opinion but not I consistently also, maybe I also have a bunch of people ahead of her in that lineup so that's where kind of knowing who's on the team and paying attention and all of that comes in handy for drafting a strong team but I will say not everybody that plays fantasy gymnastics has that all mapped out not everybody really goes too hard into the strategy some people just have fun with it and they draft based on feelings it basically depends on how competitive you are right like me and Brittany are in it to win it like we're super competitive it's like strategy behind like every pick that we make but yeah you do not have to be that intense it's supposed to be fun and it is really fun so it's something that like we look if you want to just be like I love Sierra Brooks or I love Elka Juck or whoever you know what I mean like just draft whoever you want and then I guess like cross your fingers and hope that your lineups work out (laughs) but it's really fun no matter what 
from there, once you have your team and you're done drafting, majority of people that are playing these days go to the site that we kind of started to mention about, I think like three years ago, someone out on the gym internet created and it is incredible. I know right now they're in the process of getting it ready for this season, which I'm so excited, but it's called Gymlytics. Whoever is hosting your league will set up everything on the back end so you don't have to worry about it. No, and you'll basically get sent a link. You'll have to make an account on Gymletics. And honestly, I feel like it's too much to explain right now if you've never played before and you don't know what we're talking about. But once you get to that point in your league, someone will help make sure that you get into the league on Gymletics. Yeah, the people in your group, just ask them. Or you can honestly message us as well. Like we 100% will walk you through it. We will literally get on a Zoom call and walk you through it if you need that much help. Like we will help you or somebody out there will help you um it's not that hard to figure out so yeah and then you input the team that you drafted most likely through twitter i think is how a lot of people do it these days but yeah we mentioned the discord and there's some facebook groups that do it as well you enter in the gymnast that you drafted and then when season rolls around you can select your lineups depends on the league whoever is hosting it can kind of create the rules most of them are 10 up five count Mm -hmm. But there's like a little checkbox type thing or a little like slider that you can click to like toggle this gymnast into the lineup and you can put, you know, 10 up or whatever it is. And then they compete and their scores in real life will affect your scores in fantasy gymnastics. And that stuff is automatically updated. So you don't have to go into Gymletics and track, you know, every single gymnast on your team and what they got. Gymletics is really good about getting that up pretty quickly. I would say within 24 hours of that gymnast competing, mm-hmm. their scores are in honestly probably quicker than 24 Some, hours. Last year they were messing with it. I don't know if that's going to be a new feature this season, but last year there was a couple meets that it was quick. They, they were happening almost live. Yeah. So that would be really cool. But either way, they come in pretty quick so you don't have to worry about that you set your lineups and you sit back relax and just watch how it all unfolds yep (laughs) every week you go and submit your lineup there's also an option on there if you are the person that's like kind of forgetful and doesn't trust your ability to remember to (laughs) put your lineups every week or if you have like so many teams like we usually do there is an option to just save your lineup from like the previous week and you can do that for the whole season but anyways hopefully this is making sense i'm not sure if you've never played before if this is a little bit confusing but like Brittany said please feel free to reach out if you have any questions we have no problem answering all your questions and kind of helping you figure it out and we're still looking to do one more league I think this season so not sure if we're gonna host it or not but Maybe yeah, I think we will. I think I already told some people that we will. So. Okay, well then look for that on, I keep wanting to say Twitter, look for that on X. That's the Triple Twist account. I don't want to confuse people because there's the podcast account and then there's also Triple Twist. You should just be putting that on the podcast. I don't know why you're not. Because Triple Twist always does it. I know, but all right, maybe we'll, we'll make the podcast retweet it. Sure. So that way if they follow us yes. on, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a, yeah, that makes a little sense. less confusing. Anyways, we'll figure that out behind the scenes, but look for <laughs> look for that on Twitter or on X. And um, I guess just let us know if you have any questions. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show, we always have a link in the show notes down below to an anonymous submission form where you can send your questions anonymously and we will get to them eventually. We have quite a few in the queue right now, but go ahead and send some questions and we'll get to it. Sorry, that was my bad. Oh, (laughs) turn your sound off, Brittany. This wasn't a problem a minute ago. Okay. Bye, guys. (laughs) See you in the outro. (laughs) That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And of course, we always end by thanking our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Yulo, Aaron S., Lydia, Kelsey, Mama T., Sharon B., 
Steve I, Dana, Kyle M, Alex M, Jenna A, ML, Katie C, MSU, Kimberly G, Randy B, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Semflam, Erica S, M, Derek H, Martin, Paul M, Krista, Jasmine C, and Lee B. Thank you all for being supporters of our show at the highest tier level. We appreciate you guys so, so much. And if you are interested in becoming a Patreon, we will have a link in the show notes down below to our Patreon page, and you can see the perks of each tier level and how you can join. Thank you guys. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of Coach's Corner and another NCAA season preview. This time we have Janelle McDonald on the show, and we're super, super excited about it. The interview was really, really good, really insightful. And UCLA is, of course, a team that we're super excited about this season. So we can't wait for you guys to hear it, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.